You're listening to another episode of Classic Movies Live, and on today's episode, we're going to talk about yet another Best Picture contender at the Oscars. We've only got three left, and after today, we're only going to have two left, because today, we're talking about King Richard. This is a movie about Richard Williams, uh, the father of Venus and Serena Williams, Richard Williams in this movie being played by Will Smith. So yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, this is a pretty spoilers light episode. Uh, it is one of those episodes where we're talking about a real person who really existed. So in some way, it's impossible to spoil that anyway. But for what it's worth, we do mostly avoid spoilers. So you can go into this one and uh, not worry about having the whole thing spoiled for you for the most part. Um, beyond that, well, this movie is up for Best Picture, obviously, but also Best Actor for Will Smith, Best Supporting Actress for Ingenue Ellis, and uh, Best Original Screenplay, and perhaps most importantly for us right now, this instant, Best Original Song for the song Be Alive by Beyonce, which is what you're about to hear, and then you'll hear our episode. Here's Be Alive by Beyonce. It feels so good to be alive. We had the kids' future plan before they were born. Not all my family by my side. First date, I took Venus and Serena to the tennis court. Wipe this black off if I try. I knew I had champions. That's why I lift my head with pride. Venus and Serena gonna shake up this world. episode of classic movies live uh the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out on hbo max um this one's actually came out on hbo max a while ago i think uh today we're gonna continue our series talking about the oscar best picture nominees with the newest movie starring will smith king richard this is kind of a biopic about Venus and Serena Williams, but uh, from the perspective of their dad. It does not talk that much about Venus or Serena Williams, except that they are major supporting characters, I guess I would say. Um, 
as always, I am joined by Pierre. Pierre, have you seen King Richard? I did. And he's not actually a king. Like, I mean, like, maybe in a metaphorical sense, but I'm not going to lie. He's a king more in the, like... Movie, oh, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was like, going into this movie expecting, like, um, a fantasy tale. Or not a fan- like a, a medieval tale, but that, that is not what happened. No, he's more a king in the Yas kind of way. Yas king, yeah. I see what you mean. Um, um, but yeah, this this was a, a movie about um, tennis. I've never seen a tennis movie, actually. Yeah, come to think I of it, I, it. I know they exist. But like the biggest profile one that I can think of is one I haven't seen, which is Battle of the Sexes. But I missed that oh. one when it was in theaters for like two days. I've heard of that. There's also this one. I, I guess it wasn't really a movie. It was like a, a 45 minute kind of special. I think it was with like Andy Samberg and uh, Kit Harrington, And it was it was kind of a spoof movie about uh, two guys with, in like the longest game of tennis ever or something like that. Oh, I remember hearing about that. It's like seven days in hell or something like that. I can't remember exactly that was actually pretty funny though surprisingly i was not expecting i don't usually like andy samberg um and uh, kit harrington in a comedic role was surprisingly pretty good so yeah but that that is not what we're talking about today because it was not nominated for any oscars unfortunately um yeah richard was Yeah, King Richard was nominated big time for Oscars. And I guess we'll talk in detail about how many of these it actually deserves. But uh, it was nominated for Best Picture, obviously. That's the main reason we're talking about it. It was nominated for Best Actor for Will Smith as Richard Williams, the the titular king. And it was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Anjanou Ellis, for uh, Richard's wife, Brandy Price, um, it was also nominated for Best Original Screenplay uh, by Zach Balin. And anything else? Best Original Song. Best Original Song, which is called Be Alive. Uh, it was a Beyonce song. So, you know. Yeah, I'm surprised. I didn't really listen to the song at the end. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember <laughs> the song. Like, I'm I, sure it was I, all right. <laughs> Well, I mean, our listeners will have just heard part of it because I guess that since it's nominated for Best Original Song, I'll put it in the intro. But, like, I, I, I'm sure I have heard this song. It has never registered. Like, I have no idea what this song is. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't really know who Dixon... Actually, well, that's probably who wrote the song, actually. I mean... Um, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, it's a long movie, so I think part partly at the end you're kind of like, yeah, I don't really need to listen to this. Um, yeah. Which is how long is this movie actually? Uh, I think it was two hours and twenty four minutes. That yeah, that is long. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, and also uh, I guess like Will Smith, um. I feel like he, he's not in that much stuff lately. Um, actually, wait, I know. I was looking at his profile. He was in a lot of stuff in 2019. Was he really? Get back. 
Yeah, it was in like five movies in 2019. That's actually crazy. Uh, but other than other than 2019, for some reason, he he was he hasn't been in that many things lately. He's, he seems to be taking a more more of a uh, I don't know. He, he he tries to pick his movies a little better than um, when he was in his prime, I guess. Right. So. Um, and this was definitely, I think he knew he was, he was going for an Oscar nom, um, which he has been known to do before. I think the movie, I don't know, for some reason, I, I really remember that movie Concussion being like uh, kind of a desperate attempt at an Oscar by him. And a lot of people were like a little, like he was trying too hard and that's what kind of ruined the role in yeah. the movie from what I heard. I don't know, have you seen Concussion? I haven't, but that's that is exactly what I had heard, but I haven't yeah. seen it. No. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, because I heard that and then I didn't watch it. So like, I don't, I don't know what it was like for you, but um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's unfortunate, and it, it seems like since then he's mostly been taking fun roles. What is Collateral Beauty? Well, I mean, not entirely, because Collateral Beauty is like a really over the top drama, but like over the top melodramatic. Bright is, I guess, a funner role, but it's just bad. Like, it's such a bad movie. Um, Aladdin is a funner role. Spies in Disguise is fun. But Gemini Man, I don't know if you've seen that. That was nominated for Oscars, but in visual effects. Oh, this was the twin one. Yeah. Yeah, it was like... it. So the guy that directed that is Ang Lee who did um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and he did the Hulk movie, and he did Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, I think is what it's called. Anyway, he's a very well-known director who's made a lot of good movies. I don't know if I just listed off his best ones, but like he's made a lot of good movies, and he made this movie Gemini Man, which feels like a direct-to-DVD, uh, like a direct-to-DVD throwaway thriller, which is really sad because it was an ambitious movie from a visual effects standpoint, but the visual effects are so ugly that like, I'm honestly very shocked that it got nominated for visual effects when it did, but like, yeah, it wasn't enough to save it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's cool though, how he's, he's, he has like a relatively diverse, um, I guess filmography from the from the past few years. Uh, but but yeah, like I I mean I think it's he he does really want I think an Oscar would really kind of put a cap on his career in some ways, even though he's never really been an Oscar actor. Um, but especially like I I, I don't know I feel like he's he's at that age where I, it feels like he's pretty done with trying too hard i mean a lot of these roles aren't like I, he's like will smith honestly he's still got the charisma and stuff but he's he's not as um i i feel like it just doesn't matter as much to him anymore like it, it's missing a little bit of that heart uh which i feel like you actually find in this movie though i personally just kind of don't think he's that good as or not not i don't know if i want to say that entirely what I am, what I was trying to say is, I don't think he's that good of a dramatic actor. But I don't think that's actually the truth. I just think he has really, he gets like, he chooses roles that don't 
make him do anything interesting as a dramatic actor. Like, in his comedy roles, he's really funny. He's really charismatic. He gets to use his natural charisma for something. And a lot of, at least the serious roles that I've seen him in, have been him being, like, very sad and overly serious and, like, not a real person. Yeah. Well... Okay, I can see that. So it's like a little too much, not relatable. Can't really buy into it. it, Yeah, I mean, like, I think I've heard it said on a different podcast, but, like, when Will Smith is going for an Oscar, you really feel it, and it's really annoying. Yeah. Um, I I guess, well, like, so did did you not like him in uh, The Pursuit of Happiness? Or would you say that was... was It's been a while. Or anything? He, he, I mean, he got nominated, so if he wasn't, good job. <laughs> but um, I, it's been a long time since I saw that. I think I saw that back in 2008 or something. And I remember it being fine, but, like, I don't remember the movie that much. So, like, the biggest thing that I remember about that movie was, yes, I liked it in the moment, but it was also, like, a bit overly melodramatic. So I'd really have to watch it back to see what I actually think. But it was exactly what I'm talking about. It's just that, like, the one or two times that he manages to pull off a really good dramatic performance, if he does it five more times the exact same way, it gets old. Yeah. He he does really seem to like the uh, biopics, too, by the way, for, like, his his Oscar roles. I, I, I wish I could see him in a pretty artsy movie or something. That would be interesting. Like, uh, like, remember he was supposed to be in Django or something until... Oh, was he? Or, like, he, or Quentin wanted him for Django, and he, I think he picked it, <laughs> he picked After Earth instead of it or something like that. That's a shame, because while I think Jamie Foxx was incredible in Django Unchained, Will Smith could have pulled it off. It would have been a really interesting role for him. Yeah, I think him and Tarantino would have made it. And I, I think, I, I don't know how to... I, I don't know what to say, but I, I really feel like, uh, what I, I I feel like Jamie Fox didn't have the charisma in some ways to pull that role off as well as I would have liked when he was more, like I think he played the role better as the quiet Django, but when he, once he got more confident, I couldn't buy into it as much for some reason. Where I think Will Smith definitely <laughs> could pull off confident and charismatic so i mean i like i don't know how often we talk about this exactly like dream director and actor pairings but i think that quentin tarantino could absolutely get the get like the most out of will smith he could probably get more out of will smith than any other director could yeah but that's also probably why will smith i think will smith likes to pick directors that let him do his thing, right? Like he, he doesn't want to. He if he he needs to be bigger than the director, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, that that would be a flaw if that, that if that's the case. Flaw, yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't know if that actually happened in the movie we're talking about today. Um, I feel like uh, I don't know. Well, I, I guess we'll talk about it later. But I feel like it, he he actually felt pretty humbled in this movie in some ways, but. All right. Um, yeah. So, so, would you want to summarize King Richard, or would you like me to? 
I would prefer if you did, because it's actually <laughs> been a couple of days since I saw this one. That's fair. Um, so yeah, King Richard, uh, as we said earlier, it's about... It's kind of the story of the rise of... Actually, mostly the rise of Venus Williams. We see Serena, but she's very much um, to the side because I think Venus is the older sister and she's just the one that had the spotlight more because of that. Uh, so they follow her rise more in the movie. Um, but it's really... It is about it is about Richard Williams, their their father, who um, they talk a lot in the movie about a plan. So he had a plan for his kids, uh, well Venus and Serena before they were born, to be tennis stars apparently, um, and uh, so so they're they are a um, they're an African American family uh, that lives in Compton, and that's a big part of the movie is that they are moving into a predominantly white uh, sport. Um, and uh, Richard Williams is an extremely stubborn man who, uh, who, who is constantly following this plan he's talking about. And he's kind of like, he's really pushing to get his daughter's playtime with people. Um, and I think a lot of people, or a lot of people in the movie underestimate him, but once they see his daughter's play, they are, they are usually quite impressed, which so which is why it kind of works out for him. And uh, yeah, we just kind of see the slow rise of his daughters and how he struggles to compromise in some ways and also deal with his family um, and deal with the other people that want to have an effect on Venus and Serena's uh, tennis careers. Um, and he's kind of like in a point where he, they're not only his this sounds to me, but they're not only his daughters that he wants success for, but they're also kind of his way of making money in a, in a way because without them, he really has nothing because he's dedicated so much of his life towards making his daughter's careers possible, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I don't know. Did, is there anything I'm really missing? Well, I would just add early on, you said that it's important that they're like, it's a main part of the movie that they're getting into a predominantly white sport. Um, but like to add to that, they're getting into a predominantly white, rich sport. Like you can play tennis regardless of who you are, but you can't succeed in tennis. At least like this movie kind of lets us know if you want to succeed in tennis, you got to be white and it's going to take a lot of money. And like, they're a black family that lives in Compton. There are people who are poorer than them, but they're not exactly white or rich. So, like, they do have a lot stacked against them right from the start. Yeah. Which I, I'm kind of realizing now that theme is pretty relevant in the first, like, half of the movie, I'd say. But then it actually doesn't really go on to, like, really... I guess I guess because later in the movie they, they later in the movie they get those opportunities and they get the money, um, so it's not as much of an issue the the separation between of like like economic status and race after a certain yeah. point in the movie. But it is it is kind of well not upsetting, but I, I wish they might have looked into that more. I guess, um, but also you could argue it served its purpose earlier in the movie when what he read 
it's it's implied he rejects a couple agents offers because they he felt offended he he was offended by a comment they made about what he did being really impressive because uh he took it as because he is he's black um and he's uh poor basically so it kind of, it kind of reached a summit there but yeah anyways um i don't know i was going on a tangent there well what did you well, think no. of this movie well, no, but I guess like that actually does kind of lead into the first thing I wanted to say. It's that thing, the fact that they're a poor black family plays into the first part of the movie really well, but it doesn't play much into the second part of the movie. And I think that like that's kind of emblematic of the biggest problem I had with this movie is does it seem like a lot of the events of this movie are just really convenient to you? Because like, you know, originally they, things are stacked against them because they're a poor black family trying to get into a rich white sport. And then they do. And they move on to the next thing. And then, uh, you know, Richard Williams is like asking his daughter. He's He keeps canceling his daughter's like uh, tournaments and he won't let them actually play games. And then at the end, his daughters do really well. And like at one point he's someone is hassling one of his daughters. And so he goes out and he's like, he has to like make a decision. He's going to try and and he's just going to try and kill this guy because he's hassling his daughters. And it's like, not, it's not acceptable. And he's sitting there in his car. He's thinking about what he's about to do. And then the guy dies and he doesn't have to make a decision. And like, there's so much in this movie that just like, Richard has the opportunity to do something, to make a choice, to do something difficult, or for the consequences of his actions to, like, really come and bite him in the ass. And then instead, uh, it turns out he was right the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> that that was kind of frustrating, I think. the Especially learning, I, I read more about uh, Richard Williams after the movie, and there's a lot of things he... I mean, there's they kind of touch on it in the movie, but there's a lot of things he did that would kind of, I guess, balance out um, and it kind of explain more of why he is the way he is, if that makes sense. Um, like, there's a whole... They, they do reference it in the movie, but basically uh, he has a family that um, he abandoned. Uh, I think he has, like, five kids and his ex-wife who he abandoned um when i think the oldest was eight or something and uh that's kind of uh, that kind of clashes with the themes too because there's a there's a very emotional part of the movie where he's talking about how he doesn't want to leave his daughters like his dad left him but um he already did <laughs> yeah he he already did it once and he has shown no remorse or any way of making up to it to his other kids in the past. So, I mean, at, at, to be fair, that's kind of cheating because I guess technically, like, that's not part... I mean, it was... Re- well, okay, it's not part of the movie, but it was referenced in the movie in, in an important scene, too. So, like, I don't know why they would mention it and then, like, have it clash so directly. Because I, I don't need, like, an exact telling of what happened, right? Um I well, like the I mean, social network's one of my favorite movies. I know that's not actually completely how it went down. It's more of a retelling with certain like it it 
there's a lot of creative liberties to make this the story hit harder. Um, but in this case, it could have hit harder, but it didn't because they were trying to make it look better than it was, him better than it was, if that makes sense. Well, it's also weird because, like, this is um, this is a biopic about. I think Richard Williams is dead now, but like this is a bio. No, Richard Williams isn't dead. He's still alive. This is a biopic about people who are still alive. And like most of the people even mentioned in this movie are still alive. So like, this isn't really something that the movie has to deal with necessarily, but imagine watching this movie. If you're one of, you know, one of Richard Williams' kids from that first marriage. Like, and it's all about family and how Richard would never abandon his family. And you're sitting there like, what is this? I mean, I can't even imagine what that must be like. Yeah. I mean, like, I you, you could say, like, they're, they're... Like, I think they could have used that in terms of, like, oh, he really regrets what he's done in the past or something, so he's trying to make up for it in some ways, or it's an avoidance thing or, but they, they just never touch on it. And if you're not going to touch on it, why would you reference it in the movie too? Like, cause I, I was, I was more thrown off than anything when he, cause there's an argument scene with his wife where he's talking about where his wife brings up the fact that I, I think that she found out he had a whole family that she didn't know about. Right. Um, and that's never mentioned again. It's not mentioned before that in the movie, I don't believe. And it doesn't really lead anywhere. But then it puts that thought in your head of like, wait, what's going on? Like, So there's more to this that they're not showing. Um, so yeah, anyways. Uh, I feel like that's... I, I, I'm focusing on some of the parts I don't like in the movie, though. Because I actually really like this movie. I think it's a really solid movie. Um... I I'm, I mean I'm a big fan of the the underdog story. I think um, it was really cool seeing. I, I like I thought I thought Will Smith was actually really good in this too, um, and uh, his performance was I like I I felt like he really disappeared in the role to me, and I I didn't feel any of that Will Smith like you know usual charisma if that makes sense. Uh, like, even comparing it to, like, Pursuit of Happiness, like, it was very different from Will Smith's usual role, but it still felt like Will Smith in a lot of ways. Um, this one really did feel like he he changed a lot um, for this, and I, I didn't feel his presence as much, which I think is impressive considering how big, how big of an actor he is. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of parts I enjoyed about it, even though it is, like, a little too feel-good, technically. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know about I know feel you. good. I I think that the, I mean for me this movie is just like he's a character who just gets away with everything, and within the context of the movie, that's not bad, but it's not interesting because like nothing happens to this character. His character growth is that at the beginning he's a genius, and at the end he was right the whole time. Which, like, isn't much of a character arc. Yeah. I'd say, well, I guess, like, the main thing that draws me in is the whole idea of of the plan and how that really 
the I guess the tension that causes, if that makes sense. Because um, there's all I guess there's ra- rather than like character growth and stuff. I, I think a lot and like actual conflict in terms of is he gonna make it. Well, there is that, but I guess you're right. Like in some parts, it's really conveniently. Uh, like the whole like when John Brinthal comes in, there, there's a scene right before that where he's talking to their old coach, and he's like, the old coach is like, "Who are you gonna find to coach you for free? Like it's gonna be impossible." And then, and then the very John next Brinthal is, comes in, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna coach you guys for free." Yeah, for free, and I'm gonna give you a house. I'm gonna pay for your house, and I'm gonna move you to Florida. How would you like like to be rich, live in Florida, have an RV, and get coached for free? Because I will offer you these things. Okay, yeah, when you say it like that, it it does sound really bad. Um, (laughs) My God. Uh, But I'd say, like, I guess the conflict in terms of uh, his family and the conflict in terms of, um, yeah, I guess the tension between, like, the, the scenes where... He's he's conflicting with both of the coaches in the movie. Um, I actually really liked. Are really interesting to me. Um, and then also, you know, there's that one scene with his wife where she really, um, I guess, changes his mind in some ways and pushes him, um, and kind of reveals to him like, uh, well, basically goes through all his character flaws that we see in the movie. Unfortunately, they're not really addressed, but I guess that's not really the point because even though he has these character flaws, he keeps he does keep winning in a weird way, you know. Um, and I think that that's definitely another part of the movie where uh, I, it's, it's like the movie wants us to believe. It, it's he's it's like King Richard <laughs> Richard Williams is trying really hard to make everyone not like him, but he's done everything right so far that it's like really hard to doubt him. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I like those aspects of the movie a lot, even though like, you're right. There's a lot of things in this that really are kind of stupid in some ways and really convenient, but it's not enough to really hold the movie back for me. Um, and in some ways it might've had to be done for, for pacing. Cause this movie's already really long and uh, they might, it, in this way, it might have helped them. Because I'd rather them focus on the things they did focus on, uh, like like the family aspects and the conflict in that, rather than like the struggle to get another coach or something. I think that would have slowed the movie down a lot. Even though, like, you're right, like, they, that it was a little, it was very easy to do that. Well, even within the family, like, they did focus more on the family conflicts, and I agree, that's probably, that's the heart of the movie, that's definitely where you would want to focus more, but even there, like, he's just right most of the time, like, yes, he gets into an argument with his wife at one point, but, like, there's a scene where, uh, after a tournament, they all go home, and he forces them to watch I think it's Snow White. I can't remember which one. It's either Snow White or Cinderella. Uh, Cinderella. Forces, forces them to watch Cinderella like five times in a row and, until they learn their lesson. And like, yes, it's portrayed as him being kind of stupid, but like nothing comes of that, really. Like that, 
in the next couple of scenes, like eventually he's like, no, this is your lesson. This is the lesson you got to learn from this. And then he makes him watch Cinderella again. And then like, after that, it's just kind of forgotten. Oh yeah. The, like, I guess the, the, what the theme of that was be humble, but we don't really know the daughters enough. Like for, for such a long movie, we surprisingly get like very little of, of the daughters actually like doing stuff other than playing tennis if that makes sense yeah maybe that's kind of maybe that's the issue with this movie or maybe that's an issue with this movie is that like for a movie that does focus that does try to focus on that family dynamic so much uh the characters in the family like only two of them actually have a lot to do where the rest like you know i don't necessarily know that I mean, this is a movie about Richard Williams and to a slightly lesser extent, his wife, Brandy Williams, or not Brandy Williams, Brandy Price. But like, um, for a movie that's about family dynamics, we probably need more of the daughters so that we can have those like conflicts within the family. Because, I mean, I don't know that all of it hits right. Yeah, well, like, the, there is that one scene where, um, what, Richard and Venus talk about her going to her first pro tournament and going pro, um, and it is, I, I, it's actually a pretty emotional scene, but it, you're right, it doesn't really hit, it could have hit way harder, because that's basically, like, the emotional climax of the movie, where he's sort of letting go of his daughter and letting her make her own choices for the first time. Um, but it, yeah, it, it does not hit hard enough because of how we don't really know their dynamic other than he pushes her to play better. If that makes sense. Like we don't see them bonding. Like he doesn't, he doesn't take her out in any way or they don't have any like fun scenes together or anything that, uh, really let that scene come home. It's it's mostly like him and his him and his wife, like that that dynamic. It'll either be him and the wife or his conflict with the coaches that are like the main, I guess, the main emotional points in the movie. Um surprisingly. And I I guess maybe because I I know that the sisters actually had some input in this movie, right? Uh I believe they were executive producers. Yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure of that. Uh, I, Wikipedia does not list them as executive producers, but like Venus and Serena Williams wanted this movie made. Okay, yeah. So I, I think well, I think that's probably why like a lot of the problems we talked about existed before was it it, it felt a little too praiseworthy, but then also like in terms of the sisters, maybe they they wanted a movie that didn't put them in the spotlight as much because also like it's conf- it's surprising how if they were in the movie more because they're, they're really big stars, right? So they, they might've been able to sell more tickets if it was titled like the, the Venus and Serena Williams experience or something <laughs> like, like it's possible. Cause like, yeah, I, I'm not, I didn't know this was about them until I actually started watching the movie. Right. Um, so it's a, it's a surprising choice, but I guess also, uh, I, I I think it paid off because also like, I I don't know how much 
more interesting. It, it felt a little cool to have the parent of someone be the star in the sports biopic, if that makes sense, and not the person themselves. It's a yeah. little different. Although I do think that, like, I think, I, I think, like, when I was talking about those family dynamics, the biggest victim of that is Serena Williams, because Serena Williams is the younger sister in this, and like. Richard has a talk with her at the end that also has like a the potential to be a big emotional dialogue between the two of them, but it doesn't matter because we haven't even seen Serena Williams in this entire movie. So like, she's basically a non-entity. And um, I guess what you're talking about, like with, with Venus and Serena Williams being involved in this movie, like it's cool that they're not the focus of it, but if this is a movie about their family, like they need to be in it more because otherwise emotional moments with Venus and Serena Williams don't matter because these are not even characters in the movie at that point. Yeah. I, I, I literally can't even remember like Serena, like the only kind of highlighted scene Serena has is when she goes off on her own to, to play in a juniors tournament, I think, without telling your parents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, I can't remember any moments she actually has, surprisingly. There's the one at the very end where Will Smith goes up to her and he's like, oh, the... you know why I haven't been letting you play tennis? It's because you're the best tennis player in the world. And then he's just right about that, I guess. But like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing that that's what frustrates me though is that it, it's kind of funny that like i feel like when i'm watching this movie i'm like like what an idiot like like what a what an overconfident like are you like are you serious you're you, you this was actually part of your plan and then it actually happens um i don't know if that's what he actually says to serena in real life but or if that was actually part of his plan but Either I mean, way, it's I don't still, know. It's still very confusing how how that like it feels like it shouldn't work, but it does. Um, and I think that is in some ways a testament to how interesting the character is, um, and how self confident he is, despite the fact that he's surrounded by people that are that are experts in the industry telling him different. So, um, like. This is a weird question, and this may not actually be super relevant, but I have to wonder, like, if this wasn't, if if this was not a biopic, like, everything about this movie is the exact same, but Richard Williams, Venus Williams, Serena Williams, these people do not exist. Would this movie still be as good? And, like, I mean, in that fear, in that hypothetical situation, this movie wouldn't exist, but, like, I just have to say, like, at the very end, when he gives his speech to Serena, where he says, you're going to be the ba- the best tennis player of all time, does that mean anything if we don't already know that Serena Williams is the best tennis player of all time? Yeah, well, I, I definitely say the the movie takes some creative liberties in terms of, like, this isn't a standalone movie. Uh, you definitely need like some context to feel like, cause I guess at the start, I feel like no, if you if you didn't know about Venus and Serena Williams somehow, and like in any way, 
and you were watching this movie, you probably would have been frustrated by like the hour mark and been like, this isn't worth my time and stopped watching. Because you're like, how is this guy? This is ridiculous. How does this guy keep winning? Um, despite the fact that he's like pulling all this bullshit. Um, but like, I guess knowing that it does work out and that like, he's not just being a cocky asshole does really help the movie move along and have make, give you a little faith and kind of automatically put you on his side in a way, if that makes sense. Um, because I think, I think without that context, it, he's almost a character you're, you're made to not really want to like, um, even though like, hmm, I'd, I'd say he, he has like a lot of, like his reasoning makes sense in a lot of ways. Um, but it's, it's still frustrating to watch in a weird way. So it's a, it's a back and forth. Um, yeah, that, so did, did you, did you like them? Cause I remember last time we talked about this movie before. I remember you, you saying you, you just didn't like it. I didn't like it. Like I wouldn't, I didn't hate it, but to me, it's just like kind of, uh, I think I've used this term before, just a throwaway movie. Like you watch this movie once and then eventually, I mean, I'm forced to remember it right now because I have to like keep it in my head until the Oscars come and go. But, like, this time next year, I'm probably not even going to remember this movie. Like, to me, it was just sort of... I mean, it was exactly like what I said about The Pursuit of Happiness. I'm sure it's fine, and I enjoyed it in the moment. But, like, when I think back on it, it's just another example of Will Smith being, like, in an overly dramatic... Like, overly dramatic movie, doing an okay job. And, like, you know, I like Will Smith a lot but this is not what I like him for. Like, I don't, I think this was fine. And like, that's about it. Mm. Well, what'd you think of the supporting cast too? I thought, uh, like we had, we had a couple great roles from the, Oh geez. I forgot her name already. The, the, the person that played the wife. Um, uh, Anjanu Ellis. Also Anjanu nominated Ellis. for an Academy Award. So, so yeah, uh, <laughs> at least, Someone agrees <laughs> that it was a. It was actually. I thought she had a really good role in this movie. Um, and then also yeah. John Bernthal uh, blew me away. Sorry, what, what were you saying? Oh, I was. I mean, I'm, I was gonna say I really loved John Bernthal. I like him in everything I see him in generally. So like, yeah. I don't know that that's much of a surprise, but I did really like him in this. And Anjanu Ellis. I am so sorry to say that, like, it's been so long since I've seen this movie that I don't have specific things to say, except that I know that I really liked her, and I think I liked her more than Will Smith. I just think that she was also in the movie significantly less than Will Smith. So, unfortunately, she had a little less to work with. Like, she has that one really, really good speech at the end, or not at the end, but near the end, where she, like, you know, I think you mentioned it before, where she, like, talks to Richard and is like, hey, here's all of your character flaws real quick. And that's a really good speech. And aside from that, she's also good, but that's the only moment I can specifically pinpoint of, like, she is very good in this movie. Mm. Um, there's a couple, like, I like the scene when they're in the when they're in the van and he's trying to ditch his kids, basically. Um, I thought that scene was kind of cool. 
Um, mm. But I guess you're right. Like overall, it, it's surprising. They they do point out a lot. Like there, there's even like there's literally a scene that says like, "Oh, I did way more than you give me credit for." It's not all just you. Like I'm part of this family. I help support it. And you mm-hmm. can't like she's she's left out of the decisions a lot, right? Even though it's their kids, she does help a lot in terms of like she trains the kids too, or she trains Serena when uh when well, Venus is off getting a, coached. She's a tennis player. Like I I think they mentioned it a couple of times. It's not made super obvious, even though they do talk about it. She was a tennis player. Oh really? I actually didn't know that. I missed that. Yeah. So or a tennis coach. Oh okay. Um, but yeah, like the the whole like I, that I, that felt like a big theme, and you would think that they would focus on her more because of that to highlight the role she had to play. But they actually really don't in the movie. Um, it's a little sad because, as you said, you know she she says I did way more than you give me credit for, and I believe that. But the movie doesn't seem to believe that because the movie doesn't highlight that at all. The movie proceeds to <laughs> ignore not her. give her the credit she's she's asking for in the movie. Oh jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that is unfortunate too. But I th- I thought she was she was great. Even like uh, the kids actually surprisingly, I really like the kids. Um, at least Serena. I, I mean, at, at least Venus's actor. I thought Serena's was good. She just she. I actually can't really remember she got too many lines, if I'm going to be honest. But um, I thought the Venus, Venus uh, was a, had a really good actress. And um, it's even like the physicality, like uh, the tennis scenes themselves were like actually, I don't know how you film tennis for film, but it seemed to be pretty well done. And I was surprised how well mm-hmm. it flowed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can't be easy to like film tennis. Not not that tennis isn't exciting, but like even filming sports that are exciting in a way that makes them interesting to watch in a movie is not can't be easy. Like it's yeah. not trivial for sure. <laughs> Especially because tennis is pretty back and forth. <laughs> it's literally back and forth. That's how <laughs> yeah. you play tennis. So uh, and I, I, well, personally, I don't really love watching tennis, but I thought that movie made it visually interesting. Even even mm-hmm. though I, I'd say some of the scenes maybe went on a little too long um, with the back and forth. But uh, again, that's just because I don't really like tennis that much. There's a visual sure. sport. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Do you have anything like overall? Like, do you have anything else to say? Uh, I mean... Overall, I, like I said, I didn't hate this movie, but I didn't think it was that good. Like, I think it's mostly forgettable. It reminds me a lot of the movie Here Comes the Boom, which is probably objectively significantly worse. But like, I mean, it's a Kevin James movie, so I can't imagine that it's technically better. But like, it reminds me of that in that it's, you know, a nice little feel-good movie about sports that isn't much interesting, isn't very interesting beyond that. And I respect the idea of this movie on paper, but I think the execution is pretty unfortunate. Like, it's it's a competent movie that, again, I didn't hate watching, 
So I guess good job there. But like, this is nominated for best original screenplay at the Academy Awards, which I think is pretty laughable. Although best original screenplay, in my opinion, is a pretty weak category this year entirely. So, mm. um, for me, I actually really like this movie. I, I agree, it's like not too memorable slash like too amazing. But this is actually, I don't think there's much great competition this year in the Academy Awards. So I think, like, given the competition, this is actually one of my favorites so far. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm just a sucker for, like, for relatively straightforward feel-good movies. And this really delivered. And I thought, I thought the performances were enough to... Um, really back this movie up and kind of push it into a, I don't know, push it into a a better light that um, makes it Oscar worthy, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I give this like probably a seven point five, I guess. Nice. And it's it's my I... favorite movie going into the Oscars so far. Out of 10, I'd probably give this, like, a week four. Yeah. But we have disagreed that's okay. again. I, I, I appreciate that I get to be the curmudgeon one time. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's a good point. I, I can't, I'm trying to look through these movies. I, wait, I remember you really like Nightmare Alley, right? That's, that's one I, I really like negative Alley. on. Yeah. Um, and The Power of the Dog, you... You like more than me I, too, right? I definitely liked The Power of the Dog and Belfast more than you, though I was also like a little neutral on little them. Air. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So so far, I don't know. I, I know you've watched more movies than me, right? I in the Best Picture, but I've, for me, I've I have two movies left. Finished this entire list, actually. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so yeah, I I have two movies left, which I guess we're tackling. So very soon. Yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, now, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe our next episode is going to be Drive My Car. I believe so, yes, because West Side right. Story is not showing anywhere. I'm, I'm ex- oh, man, is West Side Story actually out of theaters already? At least where you are? Yeah, well, at least it seems like they <laughs> couldn't oh, see dang. anything. Well, I mean, we will watch West Side Story eventually. That will probably be our last episode. That'll be our last Oscars-themed episode before the Oscars. Depending on when we actually record it, it, pro- it probably won't be our last episode before the Oscars. It'll be our last Oscars-themed one. But then uh, I'm really excited to talk about Drive My Car. I'm going to rewatch it. Uh, it's a three-hour movie, so make sure you have time. That, that doesn't make sense mathematically, yes. Um, Jeff, right, what's the last what's word? What's the last word? Oh. Ah, damn it! <laughs> All right, uh, last word is uh, tennis.